Hello and welcome to Experience Shared's Pokemon Podcast, wherein I, Tan Pinch, Trapinch, aka Tanner Greenring, play through all the Pokemon games week by week, gym by gym, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Sneeze Yelstad. Sneeze Yelstad. Wow. It actually rolled off the tongue a lot better than I thought it would have. Doesn't look good on paper. It looks it, horrifying. It works. That pause that you were doing, I was like, oh, I feel like you're reevaluating whether or not I you know, want to actually I was say this. Taking a run up to it. I'm like a gymnast. <laughs> I'm like a gymnast on that little like springy board. Yeah. We are playing through Pokemon Coliseum in season three GC, which is our second <laughs> interstitial season. I think we're going to tone it down after this with the interstitials. We had to play these games. They're iconic. They're very yeah. fun. Well, I, haven't, I can't speak to Gale of Darkness XD yet, but... It is very fun. Coliseum is very fun, at least. So we had to we had to cover our bases here, you know? We'll get to Diamond and Pearl and Platinum eventually, okay? One day. Cool it. It's something to look forward to. I have... Uh, Surprising announcement at the end of the episode that if you're frustrated by the fact that we're not getting to Gen 4 fast enough, <laughs> you're going to hate what I have to say. It's a little teaser. We are playing through leg number two of four of Pokemon Coliseum. Honestly, Josh, it's been a minute. Yeah. I started a new job a few months ago, and that job was the creation and propagation of an entire website. Yeah. And that website launched this week. Respete. So you and I took a couple of weeks off from recording, mm-hmm. but we had a little bit of a backlog. We burned through it. So it's 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 been a while since I saw my <laughs> friend Josh F. And here we are recording. Bug catchers, this is the closest you've ever heard us recording live because this is Friday night, November 20th, and you're hearing this on Tuesday. Yeah. And we've never cut it this close to the wire. We've always had one or two in the backlog. Yeah. But we burned through those. So we're letting it ride. And now we're we're here. We're here without a safety net. No. No whammies we're gonna do this one right the first time nothing to lose nothing to lose if we say a offensive word like the c like an offensive word to a gender like the c word that's just gonna have to be fine yeah we wouldn't we wouldn't no no we don't use gendered insults but if it happens i mean as everyone knows we just gotta ride with it experience share is very sex positive Uh, australians use that shit all the time yeah but I don't really know how they get away with it. Yeah. Why are they able to get away with that? I don't know. Does anyone know? I think it's their good-natured attitude. Or it's like... Kind of about everything. Everyone was just like, well, the Brits did y'all pretty dirty with the whole penal colony okay. thing. So you can you can have this. Here, here he comes. Here comes... <laughs> here comes Anglophile Josh. No, I mean, don't you think that... Don't you think they deserve that? Last time I was in Australia... Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a drink here. Humble brag. that. Yeah. Last time I was in Australia, I was I bought a book that was Captain Cook's Journals. Oh. The white man who discovered oh. in scare quotes Australia. Don't even read those. <laughs> no, it was really good. I was reading, I was like, man, this is such a, like a an interesting read. Like, why isn't there more shit about Captain Cook? He's like such an like interesting dude. And like discovered in his scare quotes, this entire continent on behalf of like Westerners. He is the first one to find, quote unquote, Hawaii as well. And I went back to the team that I was working with in Australia at the time. And I was like, this Captain Cook guy seems like such a fascinating character. Why isn't he like, why aren't there like Disney movies about him? And they're all just like Tanner. No, they're like, no, don't. <laughs> Captain Cook is, is not uh, a hero. He was a Captain Cook is canceled. <laughs> He was like a terrible colonizer who killed indigenous people everywhere he went Yeah, before they finally fucking killed him. Yeah, I believe it was the late 1700s and yeah, it was. Cook is back in Hawaii like uh, being an asshole and he's trying to literally kidnap their king because some Hawaiians had stolen one of his ships and in the kidnapping attempt, one of them just bashed his head in with a club and then someone else stabbed him and... You know, he died and... So he's a bad dude. Good riddance. He's a bad dude, and that's why Australians are allowed to say the C word. Yeah, it's the least we can do. It's a roundabout way to 
to get to Australians allowed. Captain Cook, fuck him. Yeah. Anyway, we're playing through Pokemon Coliseum. Mm -hmm. It's about anime babies catching Pokemon, stealing Pokemon from one another in the <laughs> Ore region. Yeah. Last week, we um, introed the game, and we made our way through Fenac City and Pirate Town, and then now, this week, we begin our journey, Joshua, mm -hmm. at the tail end of our Coliseum battle in Pirate Town. That's right. We have a mission. We are meant to go to Agate Village to talk to Bad Josh slash Seven's grandfather, Egan, who is apparently some kind of uh, Pokemon expert. Yeah, he's like a town elder. Yeah, he's a town elder. He lives in a big tree. So you make your way to Agate Village in your little hover bike. And once you're there, Agate Village is beautiful. Ugh. It's still run down. Everything is run down in a weird way. Well, I don't think it's that run down. I mean, comparatively. It still feels post-apocalyptic. It's like there was a city on a hill, and then the apocalypse happened, and then the city was kind of reclaimed by nature a little bit. Like, there's trees, like, growing up and around buildings, and everything is a little, like, overrun by nature in a way. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful little city, but it still feels a little, like, shabby, you know? Yeah, everyone just lives in a tree or around a tree. Right, or under a tree or in a cave or something. It's It's... I don't know. I liked I liked the town. It's a cool town, but I've yet to shake this post-apocalyptic feeling of this game. Is there a chance it takes place like hundreds of years in the future? Uh, <laughs> do we know the timeline? I don't know about that, although I do have one thing to say, because I did look into this, and I was trying to figure out whether or not it is something that's specifically set farther ahead, or I guess in the past of the main Pokemon timeline. We can't get to that, but you want to know what the theory is of why the whole region is desolate and it's a desert, and also why Fennec, which in the previous episode we couldn't figure out, that's not a rock, it's not a mineral. Do you want to know what the theory is? Yes. Dinner. Yes. Bulbapedia, here it is. Besides having a similar sounding name to Phoenix, Arizona, the origin story of Fennec and Phoenix are quite similar. Fennec was founded when the first mayor of the town, who is Mayor Escade, we met. He's the first mayor? Uh, his grandfather. Oh, first mayor is his grandfather. Okay. Yeah, they've got nepotism going on, of course, as well. Uh, his grandfather drew water into the city. Phoenix was founded when a man by the name of Jack Swilling, which is also a really good name for someone yeah. who's bringing a bunch of water into a town. That sounds like a fucking Aussie name. Oi, mate. <laughs> I'm Jack my Swilling. My name's Jack Swilling. <laughs> C word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jack. <clears throat> Jack Swilling. I don't do accents. Jack Swilling. I don't either. I mean, I do. I do try all the time, but I'm not good at them. That was pretty good, I think. Yeah. But everyone who is giving the accent always thinks it's good. And then the person whose accent you're impersonating is like, that's obviously very offensive. Yeah. But with us, like we already said, the Australians are good natured. They are. So they take it in stride. We love our Aussie listeners. Yeah, we stand. We stand. Jack Swilling had a series of canals built to bring water into the area, and this is the Phoenix, Arizona guy. These canals followed an ancient Native American canal system, and the communities that sprung up along them were built on top of ruins of the same people, obviously problematic. That's Eventually, problematic. the city came to be known as Phoenix, as it was a city born from the ruins of a former civilization. So the theory that has never been denounced by... Pokemon Company or Nintendo is that Ore is based on Arizona and Fennec specifically is Phoenix. Have we ever had a Pokemon game take place in the Americas? I guess uh, Aloha is Hawaii, right? Alola, yes. But like continental US? Not really, no, right? Is Ore the first region that's uh, America stand in? Yeah, I think Pokemon Coliseum would technically be the first one Although later, the Unova region What's Unova? is based on New York City. What game is that? It's black and white. Oh, black and white. I've never... It's Gen 5. I like have some awareness around a lot of these games, but I have a huge black spot in my Pokemon vision, which is Gens 4 through 6. 
I have no idea what Diamond and Pearl is about. I have no idea what Black and White is about. Oof, Black and White's good, man. Keep in mind, the whole premise of the show maintains. I've never actually beaten a Pokemon game since Blue and Red before we started doing this podcast. Right. I, like, dabbled a little bit. I would, like, look into them or, like, download an emulator or something, but... It's going to be a wild ride from here on out with Diamond and Pearl and uh, Black and White. And I'm looking forward to going to New York, apparently. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. That's what I hear every year on your birthday. I sang it privately just to Bobby this year, by the way. That sounds very intimate. My birthday, Buckcatchers, is November 3rd. And I always have a house party, usually, which I couldn't this year. And I couldn't break the chain of singing that literally since I think I was... 19 in college you should have zoomed a bunch of us no that would have been fun bobby did capture it on video but i can't have random people who i can't control literally a thousand people (laughs) videotape you doing it every year and post it on instagram yeah what are you talking about yeah that would have been funny i didn't think of that it was one of my better performances according to bobby but he's biased obviously so who knows he has to say that We're in Agate Village. Yes. We go talk to Egan. He's cool. He's got like cool robes on. They're very flowy. He's excited to see Bad Josh, his granddaughter. Her grandmother is there as well. And both of them are like super nonchalant about the fact that she was abducted by creepy strangers. Yeah, they don't seem to care. (laughs) They are just like... I'm not even sure they heard. They say how frightful it was. And then they just thank me or us for saving her and it's like you don't know who i am either like yeah. i could be abducting her this as well stranger danger i just left fucking team snag him right like i'm a criminal i'm stealing pokemon left and right i'll steal your fucking granddaughter as well i don't care i'm a bad boy i don't care i'm a bad boy again old man you don't want me around your granddaughter anyway he says in this town agate village there is a cave underneath the town and in that cave there is a relic yeah but it's unclear how the the relic works and you need to go and, and go on an adventure to find something to make the... A time flute. Celebi, who lives in the forest, come out and activate the relic. Yeah, and he tells you to go talk to this other village elder, Senelor, who supposedly knows more about it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Grandma tells you that they also have this old family heirloom that's a tablet and it might be able to help with the relic stone help unlock the relic stone but to come back later after she rummages through all of their shit and finds it yeah so this old man is like well if you go to the relic forest there is another way to unlock the hearts of pokemon without the time flute but then he's interrupted because there's some kind of a commotion yeah some baddies are in town yeah in aga village and they've taken over the cave and the relic forest and Sure enough, it's those ding-dang Team Cypher jerks. Yeah, these fuckers. So you you make your way down, you make your way through the cave, you're beating up all these Team Cypher jerks, you eventually find your way to the forest. It's a beautiful scene where it's just a tablet in the middle of like a pristine forest. Yeah, but it's inactive at the moment. So you make your way through it, you fight these scrubs, and then... At the end of it, you see Egan. One of them is literally named Scrub. Yeah, well, that's who we're about to fight. Egan is being faced with another one of these Scrubs, and then his name is fucking Scrub. Yeah. And Scrub is like, I'm going to take you down, old man. Uh, And they battle, and you have to watch it. And it's devastating. Yeah. Egan has a level 50 Pikachu, Ash Ketchum style. Jesus. That gets destroyed by... A level 38 Hitmontop, which was never realistically happened. Realistically, Hitmontop has never beaten anyone. No, and especially not at a 12 level differential is insane. Yeah. So he gets knocked out. Egan is cast aside. And then we step up bravely. We're like, we'll take you down, fucking scrub. Right. And we do. Yeah. I didn't have any trouble with him, though. No, I didn't either. Because Hitmontop sucks. Egan's a bad trainer. Yeah, he's bad. So then you return to Egan's house to see how he's doing, uh, and he's licking his wounds, but thankful for your help. Then Grandma gives you that tablet she was rifling around for, and you learn that that's how you can unlock the hearts of Pokemon, 
when they have their meters fully emptied. Okay. So you go back to the Relic Forest to do that with any eligible Pokemon, which we both had. You go back down to the Relic and you find the Ein file. Ein file C, when the C stands for Celebi. And that is how you discover that there is a way to purify the hearts of shadow Pokemon, and it is using Celebi's magic. Celebi can purify more powerfully. Yeah, the Celebi will just do it. Yeah, and just do the whole thing. Relic Stone can only do it once their hearts are already ready to be unlocked, which we've done with our Pokemon. And then once you have gone down to the Relic Cave and you've purified any of them and you get the Einfile, you get a PDA from Duking. Yes, Duking. And the subject is emergency in all caps with three exclamation points, which is the email we all love to get. The only thing worse is getting a calendar invite. Yeah. Where it's just like... Unannounced. Yeah, like unannounced calendar invite and it's like check-in. Yeah. And it's like... there's no agenda. The night before, like the morning of... You know? Yeah. Oh, great. It's like, great. What does this fucking mean? So I'll get my portfolio together. I just say no to those sometimes. I'm just like, no, I don't accept calendar invites that don't have an agenda. No, I actually started doing that. I emailed them like, hey, can you tell me what the agenda is? Why do I need to come to this? I have to prep. And nine times out of 10, they don't respond and or just cancel it. And then I just don't go. (laughs) Like, oh, shit, you're right. I could just email you or you don't need to come to this because it's obviously a fucking bullshit thing where you want me to do your work for you. This is Bizbro talk that we're talking here. Bizbro. Bug catchers. Speaking of duking of Pirate Town. So his email says, Wes. Who's Wes? You mean Mr. Anime? Me, Bad Josh, or Mr. Anime. We've got big trouble. I just got word from our people that Mount Battle's under attack by a mysterious group of thugs. Please, can you go help? We think it's the same group as the one Mirror B belonged to. Yeah, it's Cypher. We're counting on you. You go to Mount Battle. Yes. Which is a little bit like a city, but not really. Like, you go, and there's, like, a courtyard with a couple of dudes hanging out, but as soon as you enter the building, like... It's clear that the only thing here is Mount Battle. So you walk in, there's like a Poka Center here, but then you kind of go into this other zone where it's a chasm, an impossibly deep chasm. Yeah. And hovering over the chasm are these 10 hover platforms. Yeah. And they're each numbered <laughs> for some reason. It's the most like video game bullshit section of any of these video games that we've played. It's just like 10 numbered platforms and on each one is a Pokemon trainer and they get progressively harder. Right. And you have to beat 10 of them. But like you can beat one and then run back down to the lobby and heal, which which I did every single time. I didn't figure out until I was like six into it. And I was like, I'm in big trouble. Like I'm almost out (laughs) of all of my fucking like potions and revives and shit and like i'm running out of money and then i just started running back i was like let me just try it and then i was like oh my god yeah you can just run back mount battle is a constantly refreshable way to train your pokemon going forward okay but i believe it also heals your pokemon after every battle so it's kind of bullshit so it's like a coliseum bottle yeah but that's so easy when you hit like six or seven they start to be pretty tough like no they get tough these trainers were kind of peeling off my mon a little bit they're tough but one of the trainers had something i liked and they had a hound door Ooh, and that is joshy's sweetie yes Houndor's been on the list before, and Tanner, I think you've actually disputed it. Well, at times, Houndor has pretty nasty sprites, because it's like a Doberman with, like, bones all over it. Like Hellhound. This 3D Pokemon Coliseum Houndor model is cute as hell, A. Yeah. Second thing, it's got big puppy dog paws. Oh, my God. When it gets hit, it, like knocks back and then comes like yeah. springing it up comes, like, in this kind of like a little bit it's a little too rubbery in a way that's very cute it's like floppy yeah yeah i love this hound and door. when it's about to use a move it will like howl it will like put its head all the way up like howl at the moon and then it like unleashes a flamethrower or whatever yeah and it's like very sweet it's cute i like it it's like a one of these rare sweeties that's like cool as hell and then also 
a little sweetie. So Houndor, wow. Yeah. Good one. Houndor's good. So street performer Nortz, who's the sixth trainer, has a Kadabra, and the model now looks cool, but it also does this, like, dance whenever it uses a move that's like those fire creatures in Labyrinth, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. those fireies. Yeah, yeah, But then <laughs> the best part is when it dies, it will, like, fall back, and its spoon gets flung up, and then the spoon falls and bonks it on the head, and then it dies. <laughs> I don't remember this. I don't remember seeing Cadabra at all. Oh, it was great. Let alone seeing the spoon bonket on the head. It was dance magic dance. There was a kill animation in this leg that we encountered that I thought was very funny, which is Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff looks like shit in this game. Yeah, they did Jiggly wrong. Yeah. They did Jiggly wrong. When you kill Jigglypuff, it like flattens as though it's been like smashed by a steamroller. And then, like, it does this, like, wah, 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 like, feather fall thing. Yeah. It's really good. Even though, like, you know, I hit it with a bubble beam from Mantine. <laughs> like, there's no reason it would be flattened. It always gets flattened for some reason. Yeah. So, anyway, we make our way up the hover platforms of Mount Battle to the final platform, platform 10. Yeah. There is a scientist there who's being bullied by this hulking figure. Cypher Admin Dakeem. Yeah. And Josh, I would love to talk about Cypher Admin Dakeem after this break. Okay. Welcome back, Bug Catchers. While we are on break, Josh was telling me that he thinks that the fireies from <laughs> Labyrinth are, quote, too sexual. They're so, very sexual. Yeah. Look at them. Bug catchers, I implore you, take one second and we'll give it to you right now. We'll give you two seconds and we'll put a stinger in right now. Right meow. Right meow. Josh has a type, and it's Fireys from Labyrinth. Their song, Chili Dance, Yeah, that's a banger. They're too spooky. They, like, pull off their heads, right? Yeah, they're pulling off their heads, and, like, you know they- That's too spooky. They're probably pulling off a lot of other things. Gross, like they're ding-dongs. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fireys, very sexual. uh... Speaking of people who are too sexual (laughs) and too scary, I want to talk about- Cypher Admin Dakim. Yeah. So this dude is a hulking mass of like everything. Rippling flesh. Yeah. Like everything in this game is overdesigned. Yes. Everyone has too many like folds and too many muscles and too many weird tattoos. Even Mr. Anime and Bad Josh have like this weird like white line tattoo over their face for no reason. Right. And Dakim has like the biggest, most anime hair I've ever seen in my life. He's got these red tattoos, like swirly tribal tattoos on his face. He's got six to like 10 abs. So many abs. He has a necklace of pokeballs. Yeah, which are rare in this region. He's got like a loincloth. Right. He's just like completely overdesigned. His entire outfit is like a skin tight. I mean, it's just tights, like his whole... It's under But he's armor. not wearing any shoes. He's wearing under armor, his whole body. He wants you to see his feet. Oh, yeah. Look at my feet. <laughs> this guy's gross, and he is my trainer danger of the week. Oh, shit. He comes at you hard, too. He, like... It, I'm not going to lie. He comes at a lot of things hard. Yeah. Gross. What you just said is gross. Did you say he comes on a lot of things hard? I said he comes at a lot of things, but <laughs> I guess it's probably both. Hopefully not on. I'm not going to lie. It took me a few tries to beat him. Wait, really? He kind of whooped my ass a few times. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. I took a few times to beat him because I accidentally kept killing Entai. Okay. So he's got a few Pokemon. He's got a few choice Pokemon. 
But notably, his one shadow Pokemon that he has is a level 40 Entai. Yeah. That you can capture from him. He's got a generally fearsome team. He's got uh, Metang. Who's pretty tough. Golem, Marshtomp, Camerupt. And they're all like level 37 or like 38. So it's like a diverse team. And then his finisher is Entei, who's level 40. 40, yeah. So I accidentally kept killing Entei. So I had to replay a few times to finally catch and have hentai uh sorry hentai hentai as my own oh you got a hentai in the brain always <laughs> i actually thought i would have to do this a bunch of times and i weirdly by the time i got to it the first time was like i have two ultra balls and like five great balls but i'm just gonna let it ride yeah and i went into the battle and happened to have my typhlosion up front along with espion and Typhlosion was able to take out the Metang before Metang could use Earthquake. And Espeon is just a baller. I mean, uh, Psybeam at that point was just like uh, yeah. any of this easy. My Espeon also learned Psybeam. It's very nice. So luxurious. Very nice. <laughs> okay, a little. Just a taste. Borat's still in there? Okay. Just a taste. Entai, I somehow on my first Ultra Ball caught him. Wow. One Ultra Ball. Wow. Not me. Took me a few times, but I did finally catch Entai, and he is now on the team. And I will talk about that a little bit later when we do level check. Oh, well. But I beat Team Cypher admin Dakim. Dakim is beating up some, like, scrawny scientist who... Vander. ...is not willing to give him the information that he wants. And while he's doing that, Dakim lets it slip that the time flute is the thing that he wants and the time flute can summon Celebi only one time and it is able to purify the hearts of Pokemon and that there's a mysterious lab in the desert and that's where he's headed. Right. He like slaps the scientist and he's like, I don't have any fucking time for you and you can find me at my secret lab and it's like, I'm right here. Right. I heard you just saying that added it as a dot to my map. Right. Like, my map is smart enough that it's like, oh, here's the secret laboratory he was talking about. Yeah, it's like, I just beat you into a pulp, and you're telling me where you're going, so thank you. Right. Thank you. And this scientist, whose name is Vander, gives you the time flute. Yeah. And he tells you that Celebi will purify a Pokemon regardless of how much shadow energy it has around it. So even if it's if its heart isn't unlocked. At all. Yeah. And then next to Vander is one of those little sparkly pickups which is the f disc which doesn't mean anything to us right now right and then when you go to the lab the second you arrive there you get an email from duking again on your pda and duking says hey we caught a bunch of team cypher grunts they're in the jail in pyrite town that's right yeah head back to pyrite town as soon as you can so you're like okay fine i'll go back you go back, you go to the jailhouse where the sheriff and his little crony Johnson live. And sure enough, they've caught the entire like Cypher crew, all the grunts of Cypher. Yeah. And you go around and you start talking to all these dudes and you discover that there is some kind of secret underground facility underneath Pyrite Town that only like the, the baddies of Pyrite Town have access to. Yeah, apparently... Everyone is trying to make a case that Pyrite Town is, like, not that corrupted, but then you find out that there's a secret... There's an entire underground entire city. ...entire other city under it that's extremely corrupt, and it's just run by criminals. It's also, like, the propaganda center of all of Team Cypher. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, where their, like, beauty queen, Venus... Oh, my God. ...does her, like, propaganda messages from. Lady Venus. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, there's all these these cronies in jail, and you go and like visit with them, and one of them is asleep on a cot, and you take the jail key, and you open up the jail, and you grab the elevator key off of this crony's belt, and then you just fucking leave. Yes. And it's like, dude, you just left a jail cell full of criminals wide open. The chief and Johnson, uh, if you recall from last episode, which is funny, I thought you were making up the name Johnson, and like his name actually is Johnson, like the fucking... Uh, <laughs> 
like sidekick of the chief yeah they don't do anything they're like oh yeah they don't give a shit just let the criminals out and like steal the keys and whatever they have these dudes are corrupt as hell they're sitting on top of this whole city's crooked yeah this city's bad news pyrite's crooked as hell so you get the key and you make your way back to the like hideout where where mirror b lives lived Mirror B is nowhere to be seen, I think. Yeah, Mirror B's long gone. Oh, he's at the club, man. He's at the fucking club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the cronies are like still in that building, and now they're much harder, and you can go through the entire building defeating them again and level up if you want to. This is what got me through the rest of this leg. I fought them three times, I think. Yeah, because it's, it's just like Battle Square where it's like, you can leave the building and come back, and they're all like raring for a fight again. Yeah, and their their Pokemon are like level like forty plus. Yeah, they get up to like level forty. The real main attraction here is on the main floor of the building. There is an elevator that goes down into the underground. There's also a Team Cipher Grunt here who again challenges you every time you come to take the elevator. Oh yeah. So if you leave the under for any reason and come back, you always have to fight this this lady. Because there's no easy heels down in the under. Right. There is another hotel in the under. But it's but a thousand dollars a night. thousand dollars a night. God, it's so a thousand dollars. It's completely unreasonable. Yes. There's a Coliseum down here in the under, and you can uh, go heal there, but you uh, need to... It's it's sort of a pain to get there, because you have to use the F-disc to activate the UFO, and it's... Right. I'll explain all this in a moment. It's a pain. So now we make our way down the elevator to the under, which is an entire underground city underneath pyrite town very very final fantasy 7 for sure once again uh everything is like jangly and like rusty oh yeah there's a lot going on down here there's a lot to see there's a lot to do there's a lot of people down here there's not a lot of trainer battles down here but you kind of make your way around town and learn a lot about what this is it's sort of like a free state where everyone is like those weird like those people who get pulled over by cops and they're like i'm a free citizen you have no you have no right to arrest me you know that kind of thing yeah definitely where people are just like there are no rules here it's like libertarian paradise yeah and lady venus is there elon musk lady venus kind of runs the show her tv studio is down here where she records her missives for the nation her propaganda yeah her propaganda we've talked about this before this is the bad propaganda this is the bad one it's the bad kind of propaganda yeah yeah there's also the kids club oh oh my god the kids grid it's called kids grid yeah so we got to the bottom of this so we mentioned in the last episode that duking has like a child labor camp boys who work for him back in the back of his like mayoral office <laughs> yeah these are my boys oh don't go back there yeah that's just my boys it's fine it's fine <laughs> so, oh, it's just where i keep my boys who doesn't have some boys in the where back do you keep of, your boys yeah yeah you find the rest of the boys down here in the under and they've been looking to try to get their kids grid yeah. back up and running. And it's like the dark web. Josh, if I told you, if I said to you, I'm a 36-year-old man. Yep. And I run a shadowy operation called the kids grid. <laughs> Does that sound positive or negative to you? I'd say largely negative. <laughs> what is Duking <laughs> thinking? But anyway, these kids grid dudes are kind of cool. Their names are all like computer parts. Their names are like ROM and like Net. Net. But it's yeah, Net with two, with two T's. And they're cool. They're like, they're rebels. Net is like the fucking Morpheus of this operation. Yeah, they're trying to take down Team Cypher. Yeah. They're trying to take down the status quo, you know? Yeah. You encounter a dude and he's like, Bit. Bit. With two T's. I've got a fetch quest for you. Go give this data packet to to Net. Net. Yeah. Right. You leave Net's facility, and then you you everyone's talking about this spy that's been captured, and it turns out that it's Net. No, not Net. God, these fucking names. Silva's the one who's locked up. So Silva's the guy who was getting too close to the truth. And Silva was the friend of Duking who we saved previously. Yeah. When we were trying to save the Plusle. He got locked up by these two, like, cypher peons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You thrash him. Just fucking thrash him. Right. And then he gives you 
the R disc. Yeah. So down here in the underground, there's two sections. There's the main section, which is like the main town where everything is. And then there's another section where there's a tea shop, the Coliseum, and a propaganda studio. <laughs> the only way to get across the like gap between the two towns is a UFO, it's called. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense because it's like it's obviously not an unidentified flying object. And we know what it is. It's the ferry. Right. So the F disc is the forward disc. There's a little console you can slip it into, and it's like, now this thing will go forward. Yeah. And that forward disc will get you to the Coliseum, but the Coliseum is currently closed. So Silva gives you the R disc, which is the right disc. And when you feed the right disc into the console, it'll take you over to the propaganda studio where you interrupt venus lady venus filming a propaganda video yeah lady venus and we should say everyone in this town is fucking obsessed with this woman she's uh, hot you will meet people who are just like she's so hot worshiping her uh, she's very hot i mean don't get me wrong yeah like i may be a gay man but i can recognize when a woman has talent and she's got talent yeah i've heard you say that before <laughs> you go into the studio where lady venus is filming you interrupt her shoot and then she battles you yeah which is fine it was not terribly hard it's an intimidating battle i went into it thinking i would lose she's got a del caddy steelix bennett vile plume they're all level 45 she's got a lot of interesting pokemon and let me tell you something josh okay at this point in time it was probably 11 p.m last night (laughs) Wow. And I was like, oh, fuck. She has one shadow Pokemon. And its name is Suicune or <laughs> Suicune. Or I don't know where we ended Suicune. up with that. Suicune? Jamie and I did Sui- a little investigating. I think the common parlance is Suicune. Suicune? Suicune. Suicune. I prefer Suicune. Sui. I like calling it like a hog. Jamie found a whole video and delighted in it for a full three and a half minutes where someone did a parody song of I'll Make a Man Out of You from Mulan where it was all about Pokemon. It was, I'll make a Mon out of you. (gasps) And it featured a Digimon, a cat-like Digimon who had taped a Meowth coin to its head. That sounds pretty good. And it was pretending to be a Pokemon, but it was really a Digimon. And one of the key lines was about Suicune. That sounds pretty good. We'll post it. Should we let it rip? Do I need to hear it right now? Do we want to hear it right now? A little bit? Yeah. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Jamie was like, I love this. I'll make a mon out of you. And is it Esquire Bob posted by Esquire Bob? Yep. Yeah. Okay. He works at Esquire. I'll listen to this ad really quickly. Okay, here we go. Let's get down to grinding to defeat our foe. Did they send me to And it's fully animated. It's like fully 3D animated, yeah. Who paid for this? Esquire. Esquire the magazine? Esquire magazine. What, why? What? What? Are you kidding me? He's got far-fetched leaks. It's like half Brock, half Ash. EXP, we crave. That's a good line. Yeah. And you see this like fake Pokemon who I think is a Digimon. Well, it is like this ripoff Meow. But that's the joke. It's like Mulan is pretending to be a man. This Digimon is pretending to be a Pokemon. Come on. Oh my God. It's good. It's a level seven. There's a rollout joke in here. I'm about to get rolled out to death. Yeah. Yeah. That's killer, because that sucks. But listen until they say the the key sui kune. Oh, here we go. I think it's happening. Sui kun. Alright. Sui kun is a stand-in for great typhoon from the original. Sui kun. Alright, we're done with that video. It's really well done. Someone spent time on this. And a, probably a fair amount of money with this animation. Yeah. Pokemon must be swift on a double team. Pokemon with all the force of the great sweet crew. Pokemon with all the strength.
of Electrofire Mysterious the dark Suicune. This is the shadow Pokemon that Cypher Admin Venus has is Suicune. And at this point in the game, Joshua, I was just fucking done. <laughs> I was like, I got to beat this. You just let it rip. And I was like. On that Suicune? I accidentally killed Suicune once and I was like, fuck, and reloaded and went and took on Team Cypher Admin Venus again and tried to catch Suicune and once again defeated it accidentally. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't want Suicune. Yeah, I did catch it, but I'm in the same place where, like, I think I missed I missed some other fucker earlier in this episode. Joshua, from here on out, I missed most of them. <laughs> okay. I did not catch Suicune. I did not catch Stantler. I did not catch, like, the next five Pokemon, I was like, I, don't, I can't be bothered. I don't want any of these Pokemon. I missed fucking one of them, and then I was like, okay, I don't care anymore. You have an opportunity to catch... All of them again in the end game? Well, I'm not going to do that. No, we're not going to be playing that in depth. But I wanted to just say, because I had this whole thing where I thought, like, I'm going to catch all of them. No. So anyway, she flees from you. Lady Venus. And she runs into the, un like, further into the underground. Yeah. She takes this, like, fancy elevator. Yeah, she takes an elevator, but you have to take the stairs. And... Every landing of the stairs, there's another Pokemon trainer. And Joshua, uh -huh. one of these Pokemon trainers had a Pokemon who I hate. Oh, yeah. I just hate it. And I know you're thinking. It being realized in full 2004 3D animation <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> made it so, so much worse. And it was already so bad. Uh huh. And its name is Gloom. And it's my You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. Ugh. So gross in this game. It's still got its gloopy mouth with its little, like, gloopy... It's disgusting. ...gloop, and I'm not going to talk about what the gloop thing is, but it's cum. And it looks gross. I saw it also, and it will use a move, and then it will, like... It just freaks out, Ugh. and it, like, has a seizure. Ugh. I hated looking at this thing. It looks terrible to begin with, but then every now and then... So if you know Gloom, it has little sleepy eyes, right? Yeah. But in this game, when it does a big move like Petal Dance, it opens its eyes wide for some reason. Yeah. And it looks even fucking worse. God, I hate Gloom. It opens its eyes all the way bigger than they should ever be, and then it basically just like flops around. It's so bad. It's so ugly. God, I hate Gloom. And then I have another Pokemon to complain about in a slightly different way. Immediately? Okay. Yeah, because it's in the same fucking leg of the journey. All right. My wife was watching me play, as she does. She was extremely disappointed when Metatite evolved into Metacham. Oh, I, I was going to ask you about that. She yeah. loves Metatite, and she, when she saw it evolve, she was like, Metacham looks like shit in this game. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I think Metacham in general looks better than Metatite, so... <laughs> Oh, wait, can they, I? They both look bad in this game. Can I also just say? Yes. One of these other fucking trainers on this stairwell has a Metatite, and Bobby was watching me play when that Metatite came out. And as soon as it came out, Bobby goes, Who's that little sweetie? I'm telling you, it's like, it's like, what's happening? Wife and husband bait. Everybody likes Metatite except us? Yeah. What the hell? Let me tell you about another wife and husband bait, <laughs> which is. Jamie was watching me play. Yeah. And she was like, oh, who's that? And I said, who? And she said, there was a really cute little Pokemon with like funny little tentacles. Uh-oh. And I was like, do you mean tentacle? No. Tanner. And she was like, yeah, pull him back up. No. And like I did a move on tentacle and she looked at it and she was like, yeah, I think he's cute. And I was like, Jamie. Unacceptable. Tentacle is one of the ugliest Pokemon in the game. That's unacceptable. And she was like, do I have bad Pokemon taste? I was like, I'm starting to think so. <sighs> She thinks Tentacle is cute in this game. Metatite, I can reason. Arguable. I can reason with that. You can make sense of that. Tentacle is like grounds for divorce. Tentacle looks like shit always. Tentacle looks like absolute shit in this game. She was like, he's like a cute jellyfish. Right. I was like, you guys are okay? I don't. I disagree. <laughs> I love you, but I disagree. Tentacle is... 
what's there to like? Name one thing. Name one thing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Fuck. So anyway, I missed out on Suikune. I missed out on Stantler. I missed out on Pillaswine. But I did manage to catch one last Pokemon on this leg. All right. Which is a Pokemon that I previously have not liked because I've seen too many depictions of it in diapers. But <laughs> What haven't we at this point? Josh, I'm finally willing to admit that the 3D animation does it justice. And I think it's cute. And it's called Sneasel. Uh, yes! Vindication for Sneasel! The 3D model of Sneasel is pretty dang cute. I caught Sneasel as well. It's dark ice, right? Yeah. That's a cool combo I'm into. And Sneasel is now a member of the team. Well, let's talk about our teams. I'm prepared to go into level check now if you are. Yeah. I've already revealed a couple. Well, before we do level check, I'll just wrap the story. You chase Lady Venus into a nefarious subway system that you have to find the key to operate, which she then conveniently drops after taunting you for not having it. Yeah. Then it's like this back and forth chasing her and her two goons through the subway cars until they blow the subway platform at this other station. And then you have to relent. Uh, But when you're leaving, you find a main gate key on the ground nearby and then return and exit from the under. And we'll use the main gate key in the next leg. But for now, it's level check. We at one point went back to Agate Village and unlocked our Pokemon's hearts. Well, we did that. And when you do that, you get to finally name them. And they get all the missing XP that they got like along the way. Oh, yeah. And when you use the Time Flute, which is a one-time use item, Celebi comes out of the forest to unlock the heart of any Pokemon on your team, even if it has like full darkness still. So I used Celebi to and the Time Flute to unlock the heart of Entai. I'm saving it because I think using legendaries is sort of a cop out, but you know. Well, we're not battling this season, mm, so no. what does it matter? I, I also think Entei is ugly. I think they're all ugly. The legendary dogs are ugly. I think ugly. they're all ugly too, but Entei kind of looks a little bit majestic in this game, at least. I think he's got like a scarf that's blowing in the wind. Entei just has like a starfish on its fucking head and it's an idiot. I've already re- revealed a couple of my teammates, so I'll go ahead and go first if that's okay with you. Laid on me, string bean. We can finally name our Pokemon, which is nice. Yeah, once their hearts are unlocked. But it did send me into a shame and panic spiral where I was like, fuck, what am I going to name my Pokemon? I picked something adjacent to my character's name. Oh. And Mr. Anime has named all his Pokemon after Anime. <laughs> Keep in mind, I'm not like really a huge Anime fan, so I don't know that much about Anime, so I only kind of went with... The references, I'm sort of aware. So have you seen these, or are you just kind of looking at Only some of them. Okay. Akira. <laughs> okay. Mantine, level 38. <laughs> yeah. And Mantine evoked Akira to you? Yeah. Okay. Naruto. <laughs> Meganium, level 37. Uh, yeah. Dragon Ball Z. Uh-huh. Metacham, level 39. Yeah, I can see that. Sure. Cowboy Bebop. Mm. Entai, level 41. Okay, I'm not not sure about that. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I don't even know. Ampharos. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Level 39. Okay. And Sneasel. Sneasel. Because <laughs> you can't name it yet. It's Heart's Not Unlocked. Level 43. It's Heart's Not Unlocked yet. Okay. How about you? All right, I'm bad, Josh. So all my Pokemon are named after things that. And Josh, Bobby's pissed. Bobby is playing uh, Valhalla, the Assassin's Creed game. Did you guys get a PS5? Yeah, um, Brian Feldman had one, and he decided he didn't want to buy it anymore. He had a pre-order, dropped it in a Slack, and Bobby is like, "Well, I'll take it. Cool." So you named all your Pokemon after things you hate. I named all my Pokemon after things I hate. And number one is Greta Espeon. Ah, uh, right. You hate Greta Thunberg. N- no. The no, gr- no. You think she's like 
to no, up Greta is the name of the oh, two like this thirteen-year-old like Swedish girl can, can in Gremlins. Tell two? me what to the think. The two sexual Gremlin in Gremlins two. Oh, Hachi Machi. Have you seen this Gremlin? Have you seen Gremlins two? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Formative, formative to my entire sexual being. Me too, but the opposite. I saw that. <laughs> I saw Greta the Gremlin, and I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and switch. so bad josh is uh heterosexual by the way i think that's clear yeah and then we have number two hulk hogan hariyama level 38 you hate hulk hogan he ruined gawker he did destroy so fuck him and kind of destroyed the media modern general yeah he destroyed blog culture yeah he destroyed independent media it was really peter teal but well yeah as the shadow yeah uh peter teal was the shadow pokemon <laughs> like funding the whole thing yeah fuck peter teal as well actually hey don't let's not get on peter teal's bad side no <laughs> he destroys he destroys things like gawker you think uh tiny He's pokemon come for, uh beneath his notice like a few thousand download a week pokemon podcast if he comes for this don't you think that'd be a little petty he's gonna like drink our bloods and and steal our life for us that's what he does fine next up is cotton candy altaria level 39 wow altaria i think cotton candy sucks that's what a take what a thing to have an opinion about. Why is it good? It melts in your mouth immediately. I don't think it's, it's like a. Th- I don't even think it's good. I just. I don't think it's anything. I don't well, have I am an opinion on cotton candy. Naming them based on like a thing that I don't like and what they also invoke. I just don't have an opinion on cotton candy. Well, but look at who has an opinion on cotton candy. Look at Altaria. Its whole body is like fluff. Yeah. Okay. Like it looks like cotton candy, and cotton candy sucks. Okay. By the way, bug catchers, we're not interested in anyone's opinion about something that's opposite of what I just said. If you tweeted us or whatever, no, not going to engage. That includes you, Peter. Yeah. Teal. Number four, jalapeno, Typhlosion, level 41. <laughs> you don't like jalapenos? No, I do, but I have a fragile Norwegian stomach. Oh, you've got, you've got, uh, we've talked about reflux have- issues. I can't eat a bunch of spicy stuff, and Typhlosion's very spicy, and jalapeno. There we go. The other night, I was super busy with work, and I was working until 10.30, which I've been doing a lot lately, and Jamie and I ordered pizza, and I got jalapeno poppers as a side, and instead of eating any pizza, I only ate like 10 jalapeno poppers. And it was a bad evening for me. That sounds like a nightmare. What is Bobby doing? He's playing. It sounds like he's having the worst time of his life. I'm not now. I'm not going to buy Valhalla, based purely on overhearing Bobby's reaction to it. Even with the PS5, where like the graphics now look literally obscene, like it looks like you're in England, medieval England. It's still like the controls in this game fucking suck. Yeah, the controls in Assassin's Creed games have always sucked. What's Ubisoft doing? Like, I don't play it specifically because Bobby plays it and all I ever hear is like screaming and like the gameplay, it doesn't matter because the controls are so bad. And how are they not able to figure out how to do the controls by now? Well, people like the controls, I think. All right. Next up is Chipper. Jump Luff, level 40. Is that the mascot from the Texas store? No, it's chipper, the adjective, like someone being chipper. I hate that. Okay. And Jump Luff in Pokemon Coliseum just like hops up and down all the time and its mouth is always open and it's very excited. And I hate that. What's that gopher from the Texas store called? Bucky. Oh, Bucky. I, I think I hate Bucky. Okay. That's fighting words. And that's I know I know that's controversial because I know say. like a lot of people from Texas love Bucky, but like having a few friends from Texas, I've seen Bucky too much and I think Bucky what sucks. The fuck. I feel like I had to cut this. I don't want to get canceled for you saying Bucky sucks. <laughs> the logo sucks. Well, it's an extremely festive animal. <laughs> You're a Bucky apologist. It's a bad logo. Extremely festive beaver. What are you talking about? I don't want to. And and again, and again, bug catchers, if you have strong opinions about Bucky, do not send them to me. I don't care. 
And Peter Thiel, if you have feel strongly about Bucky, I do not care. I like him. Tell me your last Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> and then the last one's Corncob, Ampharos, level 40. I'm glad we're both running Ampharos. It feels nice. Yeah. It feels comfortable, you know? I don't love the look of Ampharos. Or normally I don't, but I do like it in 3D. I definitely liked Flaffy a lot better than I like Ampharos, but I do think this Ampharos is cool looking. Yeah, I do too. I'm into it. He looks like a like a cool giraffe. And I also want to say I like corn. I just don't like corn cobs. What? Uh, it gets stuck in your teeth, and I don't have time for that. What a weird opinion. You've got the weirdest opinions. Welcome to my podcast. Joshua, I wanna before we go, I want to uh, introduce one last hit segment that we have for this season called Clear Eyes, Open Hearts, Can't Lose... where we talk about the Pokemons whose hearts we unlocked this week. Obviously, it was a big week for both of us. I unlocked, unlocked Mantine, Bayleaf, Metatite, Flaffy, and then I used the Time Flute to unlock Entai as well. But I am hard at work unlocking the heart of Sneasel. She only has two purple segments left. Yeah. Anyone interesting that you unlocked this week or, or, or started to unlock? I unlocked Hariyama, all, well, what they formerly were, Makahita... Swablu, Quilava, Skiploom, Flaffy, and Noctowl were all unlocked. And then I started unlocking Pilliswine, which I caught this week. Yuck. I think I'm probably going to run it. Uh, I got him down a couple of purple segments. Probably going to see his way into the team. Why? You want a ground Pokemon on your team? Why? Ice and ground. Ice ground. I think that's fun. Uh, I guess Ice Ground's okay. I don't know what it would replace yet because I'm having a pretty good time with the other ones, but... Probably Altaria, if anyone, or Hariyama. It's almost certainly one of those, yeah. And probably Altaria, to be honest. But yeah, that's who I got. So that's the leg of the journey we took undertook this week, Bug Catchers. We've made our way through Agate Village. We have unlocked the Relic in Relic Forest. We've opened the Heart's and minds to the lightness of our beings in our shadow cloaked pokemon yeah and we are well on our way to defeating pokemon coliseum but i have bad news yeah well it's not bad news let's just say it's 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 not good it's news it's news though it's not good news but it's not bad news um life is a nightmare uh, life is a nightmare. I'm gonna ride, ride it all night long. Yeah. And for the rest of our lives. Or at least the next two weeks. Uh, my son's daycare had a COVID exposure and he is home for with us for the next two weeks, which means that I will be spending the next two weeks working late into the evening because I have to watch my son during the day, which means that I will not have time to play Pokemon or record a podcast. So we are taking a brief hiatus for the next two weeks. For COVID-related reasons, you can't be mad at me, and you can't be mad at us. No. Yeah, Bobby, it's okay. We'll be back. <laughs> Bobby is very upset about it as well. We're going to take a brief break. There's not going to be a podcast for the next couple of weeks just because we simply do not have time to play or record because of, uh, well, the global pandemic. Uh, and let this be a lesson to all of you to please stay home during the fucking holidays. Because it's your fault. If you are going, if you're traveling for the holidays, it's literally your fault that I, you are not getting your own pot, this podcast you love for the next two weeks. I have not seen my family for a year and a half because of this pandemic. Okay. The pandemic's only been going for six months. Yeah. I saw them in June last year. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, it's unfortunate and I, I apologize, but it's the reality of the situation. His school is just completely closed for the next two weeks. So we, we, we might try to find ways to fill the space. You might hear from another co-host of mine. We might find other ways to kind of take up that time so that there's not just an empty week. But yeah. um, we will be back in a few weeks with the third leg of our journey through Or. But until then, I will miss you all. And I will um, miss you, Josh. I'll miss you too, Tanner. Stay strong. Thank you. I'm sure it'll be fine. I just get to hang out with my son, which is super fun. While you can catch up, because this game takes a while to actually play through everything. Yeah. Like, I think every leg so far has taken like seven or eight hours. So, 
Here's an idea. Instead of going to visit family on Thanksgiving, don't do that because it's a bad fucking idea. We're in the middle of a pandemic and we have been since How April. About play idiots. some more fucking Pokemon and say your goddamn stay home house. and play Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Tell all of your friends and family. Well, tell everyone you know that you're pissed off that you get to you don't get your Pokemon podcast for the next couple of weeks and it's their fault. Just like I can't go home and ask my uncle whether or not he's polyamorous. Right. Because that's irresponsible. You could just text him. I think it's probably an in-person conversation I probably should have. That's a, that is an in-person conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we will see you in a few weeks to continue on this game, Bug Catchers. Again, I apologize. It's just an unavoidable situation that we are in. As Frank Sinatra would say, that's life. In the meantime, Joshua, I have been Tan Pinch, a.k.a. Tanner Greenring, and you have been Sneezyalstad, a.k.a. Works somehow. Joshua Fielstad. This has been Experience Share Pokemon Podcast. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and follow it wherever you follow podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, everywhere else. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at expsharepod and check out the Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers because there will be content in all of those regardless of if we are putting out new episodes so you can interact with the rest of the community all right we will see you guys in a couple weeks goodbye smell you later (laughs) (laughs) i'll put that in as the uh the closer (laughs) after presuming it got picked up yeah it must have been picked up it was very loud all right bye